Now there's another rather common little change that some Spanish verbs like to make. They go from E to I in the present tense, command tense, and the simple past or dot tense. You already know some of these, but let's take a look at a few more so that you can add them to your working vocabulary. With practice, that change to I will become automatic. As you know, vestir, V-E-S-T-I-R, means to dress. Think of vestments, and vestirse means to get dressed, literally to dress oneself. With these verbs, the E goes to I, for example, visto, or I dress. So how would you say, they get dressed? Right, se visten. And how about, we get dressed? Hint. Like those cave-ins, we does not change to I. So once again, how would you say, we get dressed? Good for you. Nos vestimos. And what about the command tense? How would you say, talking to señor, don't get dressed? No se vista. Yes, no se vista. You change tracks, E to A, and all the command tense uses that I. Vista, vistas, vistan, even vistamos. Now here's a gold medal winner. If the Spanish ing for vestir, for being right now, in this moment, in the process of dressing, goes to that I like mintiendo, in this case goes to vistiendo, how would you say, I am dressing myself? Good. Estoy vistiéndome, with an accent over the first E. And what about, I was dressing myself when Roberta called. Estaba vistiéndome cuando Roberta llamó. Yes. Estaba vistiéndome cuando Roberta llamó. As you know, mentir works this way. So how would you say, I was lying, meaning right then, I was in the process of lying. Once again, I was lying would be? Right. Estaba mintiendo. Now in Spanish, when you ask for something or make a request, you use the verb pedir, P-E-D-I-R. Preguntar is used when you ask a question. So using pedir, which also goes to I, how would you say, I was asking for more money? You were, right then, in the process of asking for more money. Once again, I was asking for more money would be... Estaba pidiendo más dinero. Yes, estaba pidiendo más dinero. You don't translate the for. Estaba pidiendo más dinero. And if to serve is servir, S-E-R-V-I-R, another one that works this way, how would you say, in the sense of right at that moment, I was serving the dinner? Estaba sirviendo la cena. Yes. Estaba sirviendo la cena. Now, as you know, right here is aquí mismo. So how would you say to señor, serve the dinner right here? In the command tense, you always use that I. So once again, serve the dinner right here would be? Sirva la cena aquí mismo. Yes, sirva la cena aquí mismo. And how would you say, they serve the dinner right here? Sirvieron la cena aquí mismo. Yes, sirvieron la cena aquí mismo. 
and keeping in mind that we does not cave in to I in the present tense, how would you say we serve the dinner right here? Right. Servimos la cena aquí mismo. Perhaps this last example will help to set this in your mind. If repetir, R-E-P-E-T-I-R, is to repeat, and it goes from E to I like servir, how would you say, I repeat, don't look at me that way? As you know, to look at in Spanish is mirar, M-I-R-A-R. So once again, I repeat, don't look at me that way would be, Repito, no me mire así. Right. Repito, no me mire así. And what about, I am repeating it right now, in the sense that I am right now in the process of repeating it. Estoy repitiéndolo ahora mismo. Yes. Estoy repitiéndolo ahora mismo. Or, lo estoy repitiendo. As Michelle Thomas taught you, These cave-in and e-to-i verbs change in the present tense. The conditional tense, that would in the future, does not change. So how would you say, they would repeat it? Lo repetirían. Yes, lo repetirían. Be sure to stress that ending. However, in the dot tense, what's they repeated it? Lo repitieron. Yes, lo repitieron. Good for us. We've repeated these examples enough. Now it's time to learn some expressions that always trigger the command tense. If you like, you can review the command tense in your Michelle Thomas Spanish courses. Okay, let's begin. As you know, there are two main sounds in the present tense, a and e, and those correspond to our two tracks, the AR track and the non-AR track. And as Michelle Thomas told us, for the command tense, you just switch tracks. So if we are speaking is hablamos, let's speak, as in let us speak, becomes hablemos. We've just switched tracks, a to e, and presto, we're in the command tense. So let's sing is cantemos, amos to emos. So how would you say, let's eat right now? Comamos ahora mismo. Yes. Comamos ahora mismo. Hemos to amos. And if cambiar means to change, how would you say, let's change? Cambiemos. Right. Cambiemos. We switch tracks from a to e. Now, as Michelle Thomas also taught us, with a positive command, we have to put the pronouns after the verb. We have no choice. So how would you say to señor, tell it to me? Dígamelo. Good. Dígamelo. Those lows and laws come last because people always come first, in this case, me for me. So using that go-go verb, poner, and referring to books, how would you say, put them here? Póngalos aquí. Yes, póngalos aquí. Note the stress and accent on the first syllable. Now, in negative commands, you also have no choice. You must put the pronouns up front. So, making this example a negative command, how would you say, don't put them here? No los ponga aquí. Right. No los ponga aquí. Again, 
feel free to review your Michelle Thomas Spanish courses. You'll be surprised at how fast these commands will come back to you. Now, whenever we want someone else to do something, we switch tracks to the command tense. There are many common Spanish expressions that directly or indirectly imply that we are asking someone else to do something, whatever that something else may be, and these always trigger the command tense. Let's practice a few. If the Spanish expression for, by the way, is a propósito, spelled with a plus p-r-o-p-o accent s-i-t-o, think of making a proposition here, a propósito, how would you say, by the way, I want you to come tonight? And unless I specifically prompt you with friend or Roberto or Roberta, use the formal señor or señores. So once again, by the way, I want you to come tonight would be... A propósito, quiero que venga esta noche. Yes, a propósito, quiero que venga esta noche. Here's another common trigger for the command tense. Preferir. So how would you say, I prefer that you come tonight, Roberta. Prefiero que vengas esta noche, Roberta. Yes, prefiero que vengas esta noche, Roberta. You could also use desear, to want or desire, as in deseo que vengas esta noche, Roberta. If to propose is proponer, how would you say, we propose that you come tonight, Roberta. Proponemos que vengas esta noche, Roberta. Yes, proponemos que vengas esta noche, Roberta. Proponer, like componer, to compose, works just like poner, as you would imagine. Do you remember Michelle Thomas telling you that when you are giving a positive command to a friend, someone with whom you would use the to form of the verb, you do not switch tracks? So if an orange is una naranja, spelled N-A-R-A-N-J-A, how would you say, speaking to a friend, referring to an orange, eat it, it's good for you? Comela, es buena para ti. Yes, comela, es buena para ti. That la is for la naranja. But if you want to say to your child, don't eat it, it is bad for you. No la comas. Es mala para ti. Good. With negative commands, you always switch tracks. No la comas. Es mala para ti. It is also important to note that in Spanish, you do not have to be giving a strong command to trigger the command tense. So whenever you permit that, or approve that, or prohibit that, or allow that, or prevent that someone else do something, you must switch tracks. Let's try one. How would you say, I don't permit that you come tonight? In natural English, that's, I don't permit you to come tonight. But in Spanish, you have to say, I don't permit that you come tonight. So once again, I don't permit that you come tonight would be? No permito que venga esta noche. Yes, no permito que venga esta noche. And when you get emotional, you also switch tracks. Emotions are many and varied. You can express happiness, regret, surprise, anger, hope, doubt, fear, just to name a few. As you know, temer means to be afraid. So how would you say, 
I am afraid that you cannot come tonight. Temo que no pueda venir esta noche. Yes, temo que no pueda venir esta noche. Okay, and our old friend me alegro de que, or I am pleased that, expresses emotion and therefore triggers the command tense. So how would you say, I am pleased that you can come tonight? Me alegro de que pueda venir esta noche. Yes, me alegro de que pueda venir esta noche. Now, if dudar is to doubt, what about, we doubt that they can come tonight? Dudamos que puedan venir esta noche. Right, dudamos que puedan venir esta noche. And if it's ridiculous is es ridículo in Spanish, how would you say, it's ridiculous that they are coming tonight? Es ridículo que vengan esta noche. Yes, es ridículo que vengan esta noche. Remember that whenever you express an opinion, something is ridiculous, for example, you also switch tracks. Now, being sorry is another common emotion. Siento que esté enfermo. I'm sorry you are ill. What about, I am sorry that you cannot come tonight? Siento que no pueda venir esta noche. Good. Siento que no pueda venir esta noche. You can also use a very common Spanish expression, it's a shame, which is, es una lastima. So how would you say, it's a shame that you cannot come tonight, Roberta? Es una lástima que no puedas venir esta noche, Roberta. Yes, es una lástima que no puedas venir esta noche, Roberta. There are lots of Spanish expressions that trigger the command tense, depending on the degree of certainty that you wish to express. Whenever something is necessary in the sense of, it is necessary that, use the command tense. So how would you say, it's necessary that you come tonight, Roberto? Es necesario que vengas esta noche, Roberto. Right. Es necesario que vengas esta noche, Roberto. But how would you say, it's necessary to study tonight? Es necesario estudiar esta noche. Yes. No command tense. Es necesario estudiar esta noche. We are not expressing command. We are not asking anyone else to do anything here. Okay. Now, Michelle Thomas also taught us that maybe, might, and expressions negating reality also trigger the command tense. He showed us how to form the past command tense from the third-person plural of the dot tense, but let's not fret here. Just remember that on the AR track, the endings sound like this, ara, aras, aramos, and aram. On the other track, they are yera, yeras, yeramos, and yeran. And whenever we trigger the command tense in the past, we need to use the past command tense. Okay, so how would you say, it was impossible that he could come tonight? Fue imposible que pudiera venir esta noche. Yes, fue imposible que pudiera venir esta noche. Use a dot here for was. To repeat, whenever you wish to express uncertainty, the idea that something may or may not be real or possible. Please use the command tense. So how would you say, it's improbable that Roberto can come tonight? Es improbable que Roberto pueda venir esta noche. Yes, 
Es improbable que Roberto pueda venir esta noche. What about, it is good that Roberta cannot come tonight, using es bueno que. Once again, it is good that Roberta cannot come tonight. Es bueno que Roberta no pueda venir esta noche. Yes, es bueno que Roberta no pueda venir esta noche. Okay. If viajar, V-I-A-J-A-R means to travel, and mujer, M-U-J-E-R means woman, using quisiera, how would you say, I would like to travel with a woman? Quisiera viajar con una mujer. Quisiera viajar con una mujer. You're not asking anyone else to do something, so you use the two form here, viajar. Just to make sure this is set in your mind, let's work a bit more on giving commands or triggering the past command tense when referring to something in the past. How would you say, I wanted you to do it? Literally, I wanted that you should do it. Quería que usted lo hiciera. Yes. Quería que usted lo hiciera, emphasizing that it is you. Now, when you dive into the past, for example, to say, Juan has eaten, it's Juan ha comido. But if you trigger the command tense here, you must use haya, H-A-Y-A is your diving board, as in haya comido. Let's try an example. How would you say, I doubt that Pablo has eaten? Dudo que Pablo haya comido. Yes, dudo que Pablo haya comido. What about, it pleases me that Pablo has eaten. Use our friend alegrarse de, me alegro de que. So once again, it pleases me that Pablo has eaten would be. Me alegro de que Pablo haya comido. Yes, me alegro de que Pablo haya comido. It's easy once you think it through. And don't get frustrated. You're way ahead of most students of Spanish who never managed to master this after years of traditional study. Just wanted to really challenge you here. Okay, as you know, being pleased triggers the command tense, and so does doubt. So how would you say, I doubted that you would come? Dudaba que viniera. Good. Dudaba que viniera. And if you're speaking to a friend, how would you say, I doubted that you would come? Dudaba que vinieras. Very good. Dudaba que vinieras. Now, I never doubted that you could speak Spanish so well. Why not take that vacation in Spain or Latin America? There is nothing like being in a Spanish-speaking country to boost your proficiency and self-confidence in Spanish. As Michelle Thomas observed, it is very rewarding to be able to use what you've learned, to continue to enjoy learning, and to want to keep learning more and more. And speaking of learning more Spanish, it's time to move on to our third and final course segment that reviews some important bits and pieces critical to improving your Spanish and presents many more useful everyday expressions. These handy hints and key phrases will help you build your Spanish vocabulary the Michelle Thomas way. So are you ready to move ahead? Of course, or as we say in Spanish, por supuesto. Course Segment 3 Everyday Expressions 
Spanish, like every language, has its share of everyday expressions. And in this segment, we'll learn some of the most useful of these, plus more helpful hints that will help you build your Spanish vocabulary the Michelle Thomas way. Before we begin, let me remind you to take your time, relax, and think things through. You will be expected to come up with more words on your own. And if you feel unsure about items that Michelle Thomas so splendidly introduced in his courses, please feel free to review them or any items presented in this course. And once again, unless I prompt you with friend, Roberta, or Roberto, use the formal usted rather than the familiar to form. It is always a good idea to be more formal at first and to take your cues from native speakers. And when someone tells you to use two with them, you know you've made a friend. Okay, let's begin with what I call verb plus expressions, because these verbs are generally accompanied by their little friends de, or a, or en, or con. Take, for example, the Spanish for to finish, which is acabar, spelled A-C-A-B-A-R. Its little friend is de, D-E, and acabar de means to finish or to have just done something. It's on the AR track, and it is a regular good guy. And the additional good news here is that any verb that follows acabar de is always in the to form. So how would you say, we have just finished eating? Acabamos de comer. Yes, acabamos de comer. No need to dive into the past when using this handy little verb plus expression. And what about, they have just finished reading this book. Acaban de leer este libro. Right, acaban de leer este libro. So how would you say, I have just finished studying? Acabo de estudiar. Yes, acabo de estudiar. As I said, these acabar de expressions let you add any two form of the verb, making this a very handy tool indeed. Now, if you want to express the past here, had just, just use acababa de. Using usted as a clarifier for you, how would you say, he had just finished eating when you arrived? Acababa de comer cuando usted llegó. Yes, acababa de comer cuando usted llegó. And using that clarifier usted once again, how would you say, they had just finished cleaning the house when you arrived. First, they had just finished cleaning the house. Acababan de limpiar la casa. Yes, acababan de limpiar la casa when you arrived. Cuando usted llegó. Okay, so once again, they had just finished cleaning the house when you arrived. Acababan de limpiar la casa cuando usted llegó. Yes, acababan de limpiar la casa cuando usted llegó. Now, if you were speaking to a friend, you would say, llegaste. Regular AR good guys have this aste sound for the familiar. So how would you say to a friend, I had just finished reading the book when you called? 
Acababa de leer el libro cuando llamaste. Acababa de leer el libro cuando llamaste. And for that non-AR track, the familiar ending has that iste sound. Okay, using volver to return, how would you say, I had just finished cleaning my car when you returned? Acababa de limpiar mi coche cuando volviste. Yes, acababa de limpiar mi coche cuando volviste. No need to say, yo acababa de limpiar mi coche, since the context is clear. Don't be a yo-yo, unless you have to. But do use acabar de, a handy verb plus tool. Now, if you want another way to say that you've stopped doing something, you can use another simple Spanish verb plus combo, dejar de spelled D-E-J-A-R, with its trusty companion, de. So if mother is madre in Spanish, spelled M-A-D-R-E, and to sing is cantar, C-A-N-T-A-R, think of cantata. How would you say, my mother stopped singing? Mi madre dejó de cantar. Yes, mi madre dejó de cantar. Again, any verb that follows here is in the to form. And what about, we stopped eating and left the restaurant? Dejamos de comer y salimos del restaurante. Dejamos de comer y salimos del restaurante. Now in Spanish, if you want to say you've returned to doing something, use this handy verb plus duo, volver a. Volver is one of those weak sisters that caves in. Now, the Spanish word for to work is trabajar, spelled T-R-A-B-A-J-A-R. And the word for work is trabajo, T-R-A-B-A-J-O. So, using volver a, how would you say he returned to his work? Volvió a su trabajo. Yes, volvió a su trabajo, a dat. As you know, temprano, T-E-M-P-R-A-N-O, means early. And using that agreeable nuestro for our, how would you say, we return to our work early? Volvimos a nuestro trabajo temprano. Yes, volvimos a nuestro trabajo temprano. Volver a also means to return to a place, as in volver a casa, or to return home. It is one of those verbs that makes a strange dive into the past, like hecho from hacer, and dicho from decir, and visto from ver. Volver goes to vuelto. So, diving into the past, how would you say... We had returned home late. Habíamos vuelto a casa tarde. Yes, habíamos vuelto a casa tarde. Whenever you hear the English had done something, use había to dive into the past. Here's another useful verb plus expression. The Spanish for to take advantage of 
is Aprovecharse Day, spelled A-P-R-O-V-E-C-H-A-R-S-E, Aprovecharse. It's a reflexive verb, as you can tell from that say ending, and its best friend is de. Otherwise, it is a regular AR good guy. Okay, so what's the Spanish for, why don't you take advantage of this opportunity, Roberta? Be familiar and use te here. First, why don't you take advantage? ¿Por qué no te aprovechas? Yes. ¿Por qué no te aprovechas of this opportunity, Roberta? De esta oportunidad, Roberta. Yes. ¿Por qué no te aprovechas de esta oportunidad, Roberta? Stingy Spanish has only one P in oportunidad. Here's another one. Using deber to express the English ought to and nos for we, how would you say, we ought to take advantage of this opportunity? Debemos aprovecharnos de esta oportunidad. Debemos aprovecharnos de esta oportunidad. Now you can also say, deberíamos aprovecharnos de esta oportunidad, in which case, you would be expressing a milder tone of obligation. Well, I think you've got it. Do take advantage of this handy everyday expression, aprovecharse de, okay? Another handy Spanish verb plus combo means to change, such as to change your mind or to change something. In Spanish, this is cambiar de, spelled C-A-M-B-I-A-R, with its trusty companion, de. Now, if you say, he will not change his opinion, you say, no cambiará de opinión. You do not need the my or your or his in these constructions. It is simply, no cambiará de whatever. So keeping this in mind, how would you say, I will not change my opinion? No cambiaré de opinión. Good for you. No cambiaré de opinión. Be sure to hit that ending for the future. No cambiaré de opinión. Sort of how I am when it comes to eating liver. I don't and will not change my opinion about this. Now, if to count on or to rely on is contar con, spelled C-O-N-T-A-R, plus its trusty friend con, how would you say, I can count on you? Right. Puedo contar con usted. And what about, I can count on you. I know that you will not change your opinion. Puedo contar con usted. Sé que no cambiará de opinión. Yes. Sé que no cambiará de opinión. Did you use sé for I know? Saber is a most irregular fellow. Tenemos que saber usarlo. We have to know how to use it. In this case, puedo contar con usted. Sé que no cambiará de opinión. Now you learned in the previous course segment that to notice 
or to realize is Darse Cuenta Day, spelled D-A-R-S-E-C-U-E-N-T-A with its companion, Day. It literally means to give oneself account of. With that self in there, it's a reflexive verb. But watch out, Dar is not a good guy. And in the dot tense, it behaves as if it belonged to the non-AR track. Roberto, can you help us out here and give us those dot past endings for dar? Claro. Di, diste, dio, dimos, disteis, dieron. Thanks, Roberto. And for those of you who are wondering just what disteis is, it is the informal for you when you mean all of you or more than one. Your ear will get used to hearing this sound, but Michelle Thomas did not introduce this informal vosotros form for all of you because he knew that you can get by without it and that you can learn it on your own as you become more proficient in Spanish. Okay, now using darse cuenta de que for to realize that, how would you say, I did not realize this? No me di cuenta de esto. Right. No me di cuenta de esto. And what about, I realized that you were able to come with me. Me di cuenta de que podía venir conmigo. Yes. Me di cuenta de que podía venir conmigo. A line. And one last one. I realized that you were able to read in Spanish. Very good. Me di cuenta de que podía leer en español. Why not pick up a Spanish magazine or newspaper and test this out for yourself? I bet you'll understand more than you think. Now, if to agree with is estar de acuerdo con, with acuerdo spelled A-C-U-E-R-D-O, accompanied by its little friend con, how would you say, I do not agree with you? No estoy de acuerdo con usted. Yes, no estoy de acuerdo con usted. As you know, nunca is never in Spanish, spelled N-U-N-C-A. So how would you say, I never agree with you? Nunca estoy de acuerdo con usted. Yes, nunca estoy de acuerdo con usted. You know that to pay attention to is prestar atención a in Spanish. So please, presta atención a these verb plus expressions, making sure that you use their little helpers, de, a, con, an. This will become automático with practice. Now in Spanish, if you want to say to mean, you use the verb plus duo querer decir, literally, to want to say. So using esto quiere decir que, for this means that, how would you say, this means that you cannot come with me? Very good. Esto quiere decir que no puede venir conmigo. What about, this means that I know how to use this expression. As you know, 
To know how to in Spanish is saber. You don't need to translate the how. So once again, this means that I know how to use this expression would be Esto quiere decir que sé usar esta expresión. Esto quiere decir que sé usar esta expresión. Now let's vary this a bit. How would you say, this means that I can use this new expression? Esto quiere decir que puedo usar esta expresión nueva. Yes. Esto quiere decir que puedo usar esta expresión nueva. As Michelle Thomas told you, the word order is different in Spanish. So we get this expression new. And you must be agreeable. It's esta expresión nueva, all feminine. Esta expresión nueva. Now here's one last little verb plus combo that you'll really like. The Spanish for to be worthwhile or to be worth it, which is valer la pena. As you know, valer, V-A-L-E-R, means to be worth. And la pena is the problem, the worry, the trouble. Literally, it is worth the trouble. In Spanish, if you want to say before, you use antes de, which is followed by the to form of the next verb. Now, if responder is to answer, how would you say, it is worth it to think before answering? Let's break it down. First, it is worth it. Vale la pena. Yes, vale la pena. To think before answering? Pensar antes de responder. Pensar antes de responder. So, with lots of feeling, how would you say, it is worth it to think before answering? Vale la pena pensar antes de responder. Yes, vale la pena pensar antes de responder. You may also hear the Spanish word contestar, which means to answer a question. So, using contestar here, and estudiantes for students, how would you say, when we were students, it was worth it to think before answering? First, when we were students. Cuando éramos estudiantes. Yes. Cuando éramos estudiantes, it was worth it to think before answering. Valía la pena pensar antes de contestar. Yes. Cuando éramos estudiantes, valía la pena pensar antes de contestar. It's always worthwhile to think things through before answering. Now, there are many more of these verb plus combos, but let's stop with these. You know how they work. Feel free to practice creating your own original examples. Michelle Thomas also taught us many everyday expressions using those Spanish megaverbs tener or hacer. These expressions are absolutely essential to any working vocabulary in Spanish. Let's begin with hacer, which is used in time-related expressions. Hace means ago. For example, he called three days ago becomes 
llamó hace tres días. So how would you say this? He ate three days ago. Comió hace tres días. Comió hace tres días. You could say hace tres días que comió, which means it makes or it is three days since he ate. These are different constructions, but they can come to mean the same thing. Okay, your turn. Putting hace up front, how would you say, we ate three days ago? Very good. Hace tres días comimos. And now using hace que, what's, it's three days since we ate. Hace tres días que comimos. Did you get that? Hace tres días que comimos. Again, putting hace up front, how would you say, I ate it an hour ago? Hace una hora lo comí. Yes. Hace una hora lo comí. Or, hace una hora que lo comí. And if you want to say a long time ago, just use the expression hace mucho tiempo. For a short time ago, use hace poco tiempo. So how would you say, I did it a short time ago? Hace poco tiempo lo hice. Right. Hace poco tiempo lo hice. Or, hace poco tiempo que lo hice. And what about, he did it a long time ago? Hace mucho tiempo lo hizo. Yes. Hace mucho tiempo lo hizo. Or, hace mucho tiempo que lo hizo. Now in Spanish, we use the expression hace or hace que to describe something that has been going on for a period of time and is still going on in the present. So use the present tense with this type of time expression. Let's try one. Putting hace tres años up front, how would you say, it is three years since Juan has been living in Spain? Hace tres años que Juan vive en España. Yes, hace tres años que Juan vive en España. You could also say, Juan vive en España hace tres años. But it is easier to put the hace and the time frame right up front. In either case, you use vive in the present tense. Now, if ten hours is diez horas, how would you say, we have been studying for ten hours? Hace diez horas que estudiamos. Right. Hace diez horas que estudiamos. Or, estudiamos hace diez horas. Now, if you want to describe a situation that had been going on in the past and was still going on in the past, use hacía or hacía que, followed by any verb in what Michelle Thomas called the wing tense. For example, Juan had been living in Spain for two years would be Hacía dos años que Juan vivía en España. Right. Hacía dos años que Juan vivía en España. Or, 
Juan vivía en España desde hacía dos años. Desde means since. And what about Juan has been living in Spain for two years, implying that he still lives there in the present. Again, Juan has been living in Spain for two years. Hace dos años que Juan vive en España. Yes, use the present tense to describe a situation that is still going on in the present. Hace dos años que Juan vive en España. Or, Juan vive en España desde hace dos años. Now, as you may already know, hacer is used to talk about the weather. And what could be more important than being able to ask about the weather, especially when you're on vacation and you don't want the rain in Spain to fall anywhere near the plane where you just happen to be? Here's how these handy weather expressions work. To say, it is hot today, Spanish literally says, it makes heat, or hace calor. So how would you say, it is hot today? Right, hace calor hoy. And if frío means cold, spelled F-R-I-O with an accent over the I, how would you say, it is cold today? Right again, hace frío hoy. Now, if you want to say, it is very windy here, you use the expression, hace mucho viento. Viento is spelled V-I-E-N-T-O. So, can you tell me, it is very windy here? Hace mucho viento aquí. Hace mucho viento aquí. And what about, it was very windy yesterday? Hacía mucho viento ayer. Yes, hacía mucho viento ayer. We generally use a line in the past here. And if cool is fresco, spelled F-R-E-S-C-O, how would you say, it is cool today? Of course, hace fresco hoy. Now, if you want to say the weather is good or bad, the Spanish for the weather is... El tiempo, the same as the word for time. And when you say good or bad weather, you put the good or bad in front of tiempo. So if buen tiempo is good weather, how would you say the weather's good now? Hace buen tiempo ahora. Right. Hace buen tiempo ahora. Mal tiempo is bad weather. So how would you say... The weather was bad yesterday, and we did not go to the beach. In Spanish, to go to the beach is ir a la playa, P-L-A-Y-A. So, once again, the weather was bad yesterday would be... Hizo mal tiempo ayer. Hizo mal tiempo ayer. Yes, the dot past of hacer, because you're talking about one occasion. So, hizo mal tiempo ayer, and we did not go to the beach. Y no fuimos a la playa. Good. Did you get that? Y no fuimos a la playa. That verb ir is not a good guy at all. In the dot tense, it becomes fui, fue, fuiste, fuimos, and fueron. 
And if you want to hear that sound for the informal, all of you, listen for fuistes. But don't worry about it, okay? You do not need to use it. And over time, you will internalize it and use it naturally. At this stage, and as Michelle Thomas understood, who needs unnecessary complications? Okay, so once again, how would you say, the weather was bad yesterday and we did not go to the beach? Right. Hizo mal tiempo ayer y no fuimos a la playa. One other little matter here. When you're talking about a weather condition that is something you can see, that is visible, then you use I, H-A-Y, from the verb haber. I means there is or there are. So if you hear people say, hay mucho sol, they are saying the sun is out brightly. Hay luna means the moon's out. So using I and the Spanish word for dusty, which is polvo, spelled P-O-L-V-O, how would you say, it is dusty today? Hay polvo hoy. Hay polvo hoy. And if it is muddy and the word for mud is lodo, L-O-D-O, how would you say, it's muddy today? Very good. Hay lodo hoy. It gets that way when the rain in Spain stays mainly on the plain. But in Spain, you're more likely to hear the word barro, B-A-R-R-O, for the English mud. Take your pick and enjoy having more choices as you explore Spanish as it is spoken around the world. Let's look at some other expressions using hacer. In Spanish, you do not take a trip, you make one as in hacer un viaje. Viaje, V-I-A-J-E, is a bit like the English word voyage. You also hear hacer una pregunta, or make a question. So using le for him, how would you say, I asked him a question? Le hice una pregunta. Yes, le hice una pregunta. And using quisiera, how would you say, I would like to take a trip to Madrid? Quisiera hacer un viaje a Madrid. Yes, quisiera hacer un viaje a Madrid. Before we turn to our tenacious friend Tener, let's try one last example using hacer. To harm oneself or to get hurt is hacerse daño, a reflexive. Daño means harm or damage, and is spelled D-A-N-Y-O. That's an N with that little squiggly on top. So how would you say, I do not want to hurt myself? No quiero hacerme daño. Yes, no quiero hacerme daño. And what about, we don't want to hurt ourselves? Good for you. No queremos hacernos daño. And if someone gets hurt, or there is something else that goes wrong, you can say, Que lastima, or what a shame. Okay, ahora tenemos que aprender a usar el verbo tener. Now we've got to learn to use the verb tener. As you know, 
tener que means to have to, as in tengo que salir, I have to go out. You can also use deber, as in debo estudiar, meaning I must study. However, deber implies a moral obligation, the sense of I really should study, I ought to study. Okay, using tener que to express something you or anyone else has to do, how would you say, we have to study a lot? Right, tenemos que estudiar mucho. And what about, we have to arrive early? Tenemos que llegar temprano. Yes, tenemos que llegar temprano. Now we have just learned that we use hacer for weather expressions, like hace frío, or it's cold. But when you want to say, I'm warm, or I'm cold, we use tener, just as Michelle Thomas told you. Literally, I have warmth, or I have cold. So if the Spanish for window is la ventana, spelled V-E-N-T-A-N-A, Encerrar is to close. How would you say, I am cold? Can you close the window? Tengo frío. ¿Puede cerrar la ventana? Yes. Tengo frío. ¿Puede or puede cerrar la ventana? Depends on whether or not you're speaking to a friend. And if por lo tanto means therefore, por lo tanto... How would you say, we were cold, therefore we closed the window? First, we were cold would be? Teníamos frío. Yes, teníamos frío. Therefore we closed the window? Por lo tanto, cerramos la ventana. Yes, por lo tanto, cerramos la ventana. All together now. We were cold, therefore we closed the window. Good for you. Teníamos frío. Por lo tanto, cerramos la ventana. And if tener calor, C-A-L-O-R, is to be warm, how would you say, we were warm, therefore we opened the window? To open is abrir, as you may recall. So once again, we were warm, therefore we opened the window. Teníamos calor. Por lo tanto, abrimos la ventana. Yes, teníamos calor. Por lo tanto, abrimos la ventana. Remember Michelle Thomas telling you that in Spanish, you are not hungry, thirsty, or tired, but rather that you have hunger, thirst, fatigue. Always use tener. So if to be hungry is tener hambre, and to be thirsty is tener sed, S-E-D, how would you say, are you thirsty, Roberto? Are you hungry? ¿Tienes sed, Roberto? ¿Tienes hambre? Got that? You were speaking with Roberto, a friend. ¿Tienes sed, Roberto? ¿Tienes hambre? And one more thing. Be very careful to pronounce hambre correctly. Because if you say hombre, it means you have a man. Now you may very well have one of those, but that's not what you want to express in this case. In fact, I once made this mistake, but I never made it again. 
Good thing Spanish speakers have a sense of humor. So once again, how would you say, I am hungry? Right, tengo hambre. Now, if luck is suerte, spelled S-U-E-R-T-E, and good luck is buena suerte, how would you say, he is lucky? Tiene buena suerte. Yes, tiene buena suerte. And if bad luck is mala suerte, how would you say, we have very bad luck? Tenemos muy mala suerte. Hope that's not true. Tenemos muy mala suerte. In Spanish, we have luck. You can also have fear, which is miedo, spelled M-I-E-D-O. So how would you say, we are afraid? Right, tenemos miedo. Now in Spanish, the expression for to be careful is to have care or tener cuidado, spelled C-U-I-D-A-D-O. So how would you say, I have to be careful when I drive my car? In Latin America, to drive is manejar, M-A-N-E-J-A-R. So once again, I have to be careful when I drive my car. Tengo que tener cuidado cuando manejo mi coche. Yes, tengo que tener cuidado cuando manejo mi coche. But in Spain, to drive is conducir, C-O-N-D-U-C-I-R. In this case, when I drive my car becomes cuando conduzco mi coche. Conducir has one of those Cusco habits, like producir, produzco. And remember that if you see someone approaching any kind of danger when you're driving your car, be sure to yell, cuidado, be careful. When you are sleepy, you literally have sleep, or tiene sueño in Spanish. A sueño is a dream. So what's the Spanish for? Roberto was sleepy. Roberto tenía sueño. Right. Roberto tenía sueño. In Spanish, to be in a hurry is tener prisa, spelled P-R-I-S-A. So how would you say, they are in a hurry? Good for you. Tienen prisa. And how would you say, I am sleepy and I am not in a hurry? Tengo sueño y no tengo prisa. Indeed. Tengo sueño y no tengo prisa. And when you want to say that someone is either right or wrong, you use the expression tener or no tener razón, spelled R-A-Z-O-N, with an accent over that O. Think of the word reason, razón, reason. So how would you say, you are right, I am sleepy? Good. Tiene razón. Tengo sueño. And what about, I'm sorry, but you are wrong? Lo siento, pero no tiene razón. Yes. Lo siento, pero no tiene razón. And if to bear the blame or to be at fault 
is tener la culpa, spelled C-U-L-P-A, how would you say, I am not to blame? No tengo la culpa. Right. No tengo la culpa. And if estar seguro, S-E-G-U-R-O, means to be sure, think of the word security here, seguro, security. How would you say, I am sure that they are not to blame? Estoy segura que no tienen la culpa. Yes. Estoy segura, if you are a female, estoy segura que no tienen la culpa. And how would you say this, Roberto? Estoy seguro que no tienen la culpa. Okay, you've got it. Seguro for Roberto. There's also another little verb plus combo here, tener ganas de, which means to desire to do something, to be in the mood for. How do you think you spell ganas? Of course, G-A-N-A-S, just like it sounds. So how would you say, I'm in the mood to eat a pizza? Tengo ganas de comer una pizza. Yes, tengo ganas de comer una pizza. You probably guessed the word for pizza. As Michelle Thomas said, you can always try to guess words, but never structure. Okay, here's one more. How would you say, we weren't in the mood to eat dinner here? No teníamos ganas de cenar aquí. Yes, no teníamos ganas de cenar aquí. Now in Spanish, when you want to say, he is 10 years old, you use tener plus the number of years or años. Tengo diez años means, I'm 10 years old. I have 10 years. So how would you say, my dog is two years old? Literally, my dog has two years. Once again, my dog is two years old would be? Mi perro tiene dos años. Good. Mi perro tiene dos años. And if your son is su hijo, spelled H-I-J-O, how would you say your daughter? Right, su hija. And how would you say my daughter is 10 years old? Mi hija tiene diez años. Right. Mi hija tiene diez años. And how would you say, how old is your son? In this case, use cuantos años, spelled C-U-A-N-T-O-S, with an accent over the A, cuantos. So once again, how would you say, how old is your son? ¿Cuántos años tiene su hijo? ¿Cuántos años tiene su hijo? Note that whenever you use words like how, how many, why, or what to ask questions, these always have an accent. So once again, how would you say, My daughter is 10 years old. How old is your son? Mi hija tiene 10 años. ¿Cuántos años tiene su hijo? Good for you. Mi hija tiene 10 años. ¿Cuántos años tiene su hijo? Now the Spanish for to take place is tener lugar. 
As you recall, a meeting is a reunion or reunión in Spanish. So how would you say the meeting takes place right here? La reunión tiene lugar aquí mismo. Yes, la reunión tiene lugar aquí mismo. Next week is la semana que viene, literally the week that comes. Semana is spelled S-E-M-A-N-A. So how would you say, the meeting will take place next week? First, the meeting will take place. La reunión tendrá lugar. Right. Hit that future ending. La reunión tendrá lugar. Next week. La semana que viene. Yes. La semana que viene. So once again, the meeting will take place next week. La reunión tendrá lugar la semana que viene. Right. La reunión tendrá lugar la semana que viene. Well, thanks for being patient here. Lots of Spanish expressions use tener. In fact, if you want to say you are patient in Spanish, you say you have patience. So how would you say you are patient? Tiene paciencia. Yes. Tiene paciencia, one of those E-N-C-E words, one of those transformaciones. And if you're not a very patient person, someone just might say to you, Tengo paciencia, amigo, or be patient, my friend. A gaga command from a go-go verb, tenga paciencia. Now, if something makes no sense to you, in Spanish you say that it has no logic, or Esto no tiene lógica. Using that tener again. And if there's no way around something or no way out, then a situation has no remedy. No tiene remedio, spelled R-E-M-E-D-I-O. So using no tiene lógica and no tiene remedio, how would you say this situation has no logic? And there's no way around it. Esta situación no tiene lógica y no tiene remedio. Yes, esta situación no tiene lógica y no tiene remedio. Well, you've now got lots more ways to express yourself using tener and hopefully a real desire to practice these new phrases on your own. So with conviction, con convicción, and using tener ganas, how would you tell me, I am in the mood to practice these expressions? Tengo ganas de practicar estas expresiones. Indeed, tengo ganas de practicar estas expresiones. Y también tiene muchas ganas de inventar otras expresiones, ¿no es verdad? And I also know that you really want to invent other expressions, right? So feel free to come up with examples of your own. When it comes to learning another language, I'm reminded of the phrase, it's the little things that count. Many times you will have to choose between two Spanish words that mean to be, two that mean to know, or two that mean for in English. So you need to be able to sort out your seres from your estars 
your pares from your pores, your saberes from your conoceres, for example. Often both are correct, but each one conveys a different meaning. So before we conclude the Spanish vocabulary course, I would like to help you sort these out properly. Now, as you know, Michelle Thomas always wanted you to get that ball over the net. He based his teaching on providing you with basic building blocks in the language. And one of the very first building blocks that he shared with you was the Spanish word para. Let's look back for a moment at one of his trusty phrases. How would you say, it is not for you? No es para usted. Of course. No es para usted. And no es aceptable para usted. And que tiene para mí ahora? You created all of these and many other phrases within the very first hour of your first Michelle Thomas Spanish course. So much of what I will review here, you already know, but it never hurts to look back before we move ahead. And speaking of looking ahead, in Spanish, whenever you're looking ahead in space or time, whenever there is a sense of moving toward a goal or toward a destination, you use para, not por. So if the Spanish word for the letter is la carta and the package is el paquete, spelled P-A-Q-U-E-T-E, how would you say, the letter is for Roberto, but the package is for me? La carta es para Roberto, pero el paquete es para mí. Yes, la carta es para Roberto, pero el paquete es para mí. Good. As you know, para is also used to mean in order to. So how would you say, in order to be able to speak well, I must practice a lot. Para poder hablar bien, debo practicar mucho. Para poder hablar bien, debo practicar mucho. Para is also used when you are referring to a deadline, a time frame. If the Spanish for when is cuando, spelled C-U-A-N-D-O, with an accent when it's a question, how would you say, by when do you want to have it? ¿Para cuándo quiere tenerlo? Yes, ¿para cuándo quiere tenerlo? By the way, a reminder here. When used in a question, cuándo has an accent, like all those other question words, why, por qué, how much, cuánto, how many, cuántos, how, cómo, where, dónde, who, quién, which or which one, cuál. Let's practice just a few. Since you always have to be agreeable, how would you say, how many inventions in Spanish? ¿Cuántas invenciones? Yes, ¿cuántas invenciones? And if el sábado, S-A accent, B-A-D-O is Saturday, think of the Sabbath here. How would you say, is he arriving on Saturday? Now in Spanish, you do not say on Saturday, you say the Saturday, el sábado. So once again, is he arriving on Saturday? Llega el sábado. Llega el sábado. And if Thursday is el jueves, spelled J-U-E-V-E-S, 
How would you say, he arrived on Thursday? Llegó el jueves. Yes, llegó el jueves. For the other days of the week, consult your user guide. And feel free to create more examples of your own. This will help set this more firmly in your mind. Okay, let's practice using para in time expressions. If you're talking about an assignment, like cleaning the car or reading chapter one, or mention an objective that will happen by or for a certain time or date, use para. If, as you know, leer is to read, what's the command for you all, ustedes, read? Lean ustedes. Yes, lean ustedes. You switch tracks when you give a command. So how would you say using lean ustedes and para in a time expression? For tomorrow, read this book. Para mañana, lean ustedes este libro. Yes, para mañana, lean ustedes este libro. Now, estar de vuelta, V-U-E-L-T-A, means to be back, to have returned. In fact, a round-trip ticket is literally un billete de ida y vuelta, a ticket of going and returning. Billete is spelled B-I-L-L-E-T-E. Okay, but let's return to our example. If estar de vuelta means to be back, how would you say, we will be back? Estaremos de vuelta. Yes, estaremos de vuelta. And using para in a time expression, and la semana que viene, which as you know is next week, the week that comes, how would you say, we will be back by next week? Estaremos de vuelta para la semana que viene. Yes, estaremos de vuelta para la semana que viene. You've got it. Another way of saying by a certain date is to use the expression antes de. So if antes del domingo means by Sunday, how would you say they have to do it by Sunday? Tienen que hacerlo antes del domingo. Yes. Tienen que hacerlo antes del domingo. That day plus L contracts to del, D-E-L. Let's try another one. If viernes, V-I-E-R-N-E-S, is Friday, and después de, D-E-S-P-U-E, accent S, and de means later than, después de, later than, how would you say, they completed it after Friday? Lo completaron después del viernes. Yes, lo completaron después del viernes. Note that in Spanish, you do not capitalize the days of the week like we do in English. Months of the year are not capitalized either. Now, junio and julio are summer months. Meses del verano, spelled V-E-R-A-N-O. School is escuela. But in Spanish, you cannot say summer school. 
you have to say the school of summer. So keeping this reverse word order in mind, how would you say the summer school? Right, la escuela de verano. Now to attend, as in attend a meeting, is asistir a. So how would you say, I want to attend summer school? Quiero asistir a la escuela de verano. Yes, quiero asistir a la escuela de verano. And if el invierno is winter, how would you say, I prefer the winter climate, the climate of the winter. Once again, I prefer the winter climate. Prefiero el clima del invierno. Yes, prefiero el clima del invierno, with that contracted day plus el, del. El clima is one of those words that look feminine, but aren't. They are un problema, but not for you. Okay, speaking of winter, if diciembre, D-I-C-I-E-M-B-R-E, is December, how would you say, it is cold in December? Hace frío en diciembre. Good. Hace frío en diciembre. You've just had another chance to practice using hacer in weather expressions. And if enero E-N-E-R-O is January, and also is también, T-A-M-B-I-E accent N. How would you say, it is also cold in January? Very good. También hace frío en enero. For the other months and seasons of the year, consult your user guide. Now here's a gold prize winner. First, can you guess the Spanish for the rite, as in a religious ritual? El rito. Yes, el rito, spelled R-I-T-O. And if la primavera, P-R-I-M-A-V-E-R-A, is spring, how would you say Stravinsky's rite of spring? El rito de la primavera de Stravinsky. Impressive. El rito de la primavera de Stravinsky. And to round things off, the word for autumn or the fall season is el otoño, spelled O-T-O-N-E-O. Añe is a little squiggle. So using antes de, how would you say, can you prepare it for me before the autumn? ¿Puede prepararlo para mí antes del otoño? Yes. ¿Puede prepararlo para mí antes del otoño? 